because we were reminded again, fighting easier, way easier from outside the cage. And if you don't believe me, just go watch the Dariush fight. Because he dariushed close right out of the consciousness. It's time for Verbal Tap. I am your host, Kevin. With me, of course, Rafa Sparza and a little a little something extra, as I'll refer to him, and I assume most of his friends do as well. Rafa, how are you doing this evening? I'm great. And I had a very busy weekend. We want to say thank you to everybody who's been waiting for us to have our thoughts on this. I was covering combat jujitsu. These gentlemen were very nice to accommodate a day after, but I really wanted to talk about this card because guys, I have to apologize. I think I fucked it up for everybody. Why? What did you do specifically? I'm like, now I'm worried. (sighs) So the whole night there was fun finishes. There were unexpected moments. There's just a little bit grab bag of everything. And right at the co-main event, which was truly epic, I said, yo, UFC 248 is delivering. And then immediately right then after, we got the worst main event I think I've seen in some time. They said Chael didn't even pull punches and someone put something in Chael's coked up coffee before he went on air after he was like look i'm not gonna try and wrap a bow on this one sometimes the fights don't go very well he was just like could chael breathe please we've got plenty of time as this fight would suggest but i did not end up buying this one night of and then it sounded so terrible coverage wise that i was like well now i don't want to jordan did you see – well, you told us off air, and I'm just going to put you on blast. You said you fell asleep during the main event. Yes, I did indeed. It was like middle of the third round I fell asleep, and then I woke up to Joe Rogan interviewing uh, Izzy, Izzy. Can I be honest with you? I think you made the right choice because I stayed up through all of that fight, and I feel like you had time better spent than I did. Yeah, I got a nice little nap. I had a, like a 45-minute drive home from a friend's place to uh, home, so I got a nice little nap in before I had to make that drive. Hold on, time out. You took a nap at someone else's place? Yes, absolutely. <sighs> on the couch. <laughs> wow. They really get good... down in Iowa still, Kev. That's my good friends. <laughs> I, pass, not... I pass out on that couch after pretty much every fight. I usually spend the night there, but I decided to go home. What do your friends say to you when you pass out? Do they just go, well, there's Jordan. He fell asleep again. Literally, that's exactly what it is. There's, like, no reaction. They just know. Like, they, these are friends that lived with me at one point, so they know I can just fall asleep and take a nap at any, at pretty much any time. Well, before I make actual jokes about this, you're not, like, a narcoleptic, are you? No, no, I'm not at all. Okay, so you're just really high and or drunk. Uh, usually high or just exhausted from, like, training or something like that. Okay. All right. Good to know. Kev, how many times have you fallen asleep watching fights at someone else's house? At least once or twice. But does passed out from overindulgence on Crown Royal count as sleeping? (laughs) (laughs) I think unelective sleeping, yes. I think that could be said. Tops, probably three, four. Three, four. Oh, you know what? Guys, I have some uh, breaking news right now. Are you going to say you have it? Um. Well, I've definitely gotten drunk and passed out, but that was in like the days before I was a professional broadcaster. 
you know, now, now I go to people's places and I'm like tweeting and I'm writing down notes because I am true to my craft, Kevin. Well, truly, yeah, truly pretentious in describing it as well. <laughs> but you, uh, you were clearly, where do I pivot back to the fights well, here? Here's is, what I'm going to tell you. Oh, I is don't... this more interesting? Just Jordan's sleep <laughs> habits, whatever's going on? I know. It's a great thing to get a, a good idea of uh, doctoring him real quick. I should tell you guys, there's somebody who wants to speak with you, and it's not who spoke with you last week. It's somebody else. Uh, we actually have Dana White on the line, and he can actually answer some of your questions if you so choose it. I don't know if you're into that sort of thing, Kev. You know I'm into that sort of thing. I'm going to mute you, and Jordan and I are going to go two-on-one in the hot seat with UFC president and spokesperson, Dana White. Dana, what happened? You just shitty at matchmaking? (laughs) Um, Okay, so fun story. I told this to the the fucking dummies on press row. I said, "Um, oops, my bad. Well, that's it. And you were just like fights. Uh, did you? I, it, was this something that maybe you should think about putting steroids back in Yoel Romero? You know, I got to be honest. I wish I was fucking on steroids. It would have helped me get through that fucking fight. Uh, the gate for this uh, event was uh, $2.7 million. The attendance was $15,000. Every one of those people angry. Well, did you also, um, by chance tell well jordan you fell asleep during the fight dana do you have any advice or scrutiny or do you agree with his position i'm usually on so much cocaine it doesn't matter what the fuck i'm thinking i'm gonna stay up for the fights whether i want to or not that's my choice and jordan's choice was obviously to fall asleep but that's what happens from weakness and uh other chemical reactions <laughs> jordan any questions for dana like what kind of um strip club he goes to after a fight like this anything uh yeah let's just go ahead with that what kind of strip club do you go to after a fight like this oh, like a real dangy like real sort of shady strip club that has really high class fucking broads in there and when i see them i just look at them and i say hey do you fight yet uh i got some great people for you to fight and that's how i created the strawweight division well i was just about to be uh the answer is twin peaks you should go someplace that's torturous and not as high and i hear i hear all you feminists out there i hear you guys i also got the bantamweight division there too so fucking don't come at me bros I am head over heels in love with every time Dana has to go Mia culpa, but it also sounds like the the whole fights Dana got bailed out by by God Zangit. Uh, they did. That was a fucking great fight. You should have seen how many times I tried to pivot in the post presser. Anytime somebody asked, "Hey, Izzy Romero, that wasn't a good fight," and I said, "Hey, the matchmaker said no," but I said this could be a fun fight, and then. Eh, you know, it wasn't. So uh, here to apologize, I've actually got one of the dummies involved. You know, both of these guys, it takes two people to dance, but I'm only blaming one of them, and I got the one that I want to blame. Do you want to talk to him? Fine. <laughs> uh, verbal tap I could sound a little bit more appreciative of that. You know? Now, Yoel Romero here to explain why he sucks at fighting. No, I no suck. Israel suck. 
It's like Israel, Palestine. He suck, yo. I so sorry. You are going to have to do better than I so sorry. Why didn't you fight? No, I fight. He no fight. He run away. Uh, the old he said steroid said. And you didn't disappoint, but uh, do you feel like you're rejuvenated now that you hung with uh, young Izzy? E, yes, I took many steroids. Uh, no, what happened was he kicked me in the leg and he said, I know what good, but I saw some merengue in press conference, not him. Uh, okay. Well, now you can go back to eating and injecting whatever you want, though you're probably going to be up for a rematch or some sort of fight here pretty soon. No, they never give me title fight again. I so sad. Maybe like a Trump rally? Maybe they'll just let you in? Well, champ, almost. We were impressed by your effort, even though everyone's uh, shitting on it. That... Verbal tap. I guess any last remarks, Yoel, before I uh, get you out of here? No, I pretty sad on myself, if I be honest. <laughs> okay. Well, that will, I guess, round third on interview hour here at Verbal Tap. You should have shit your pants, Yoel. Oh. That was the advice you were hanging on the whole time? Oh, no. wait. I'm so sorry. I sleep when I go to friend house. I give good <laughs> advice. I take one edible and then, oh no, too much for me to handle. Anyway, Yoel drop Mike better than in ring. So bye. <laughs> bye, Yoel. Thank you. I love you. For all that you do. We're going to bring Rafa Sparza back on because I would also argue. If I was ever going to miss a few fights, I feel great about my choices because I got to see Dariush not close out while he was standing. But uh, Jordan, were you awake for the Godzangit fight? Yes, I was indeed. I did watch that fight. Who'd you have winning? Because there was some consternation <laughs> about if Jedrzejczyk won at the end or do you feel good about the decision? I, I felt good about the decision. I thought Zangit, what do you call it? God Zangit? Yeah, I keep, I'm trying yeah, to make, I, I'm willing it to happen. I like it. <laughs> He's let's, fetching let's, it as best he can right now. <laughs> let's let's push it in here. I think God Zangit did enough to win. Um, obviously, I was having a few drinks, a little bit high, so you know I wasn't exactly scoring the fight, but um, I think she did enough, I guess. Raph, was this fight as good as they said? It was amazing. It was, you know, I was telling somebody this today. We're hitting a true transcendent place in the sport where even bros are correcting themselves. Poor Hemplo. Two bros that I saw talking to each other go, bro, that has to be one of the greatest female fights that I've ever seen. The other bro, you mean greatest fight you've ever seen, bro. <laughs> it is and good. It feels good. I just had a vote where I go, this is progress? Okay. Yeah, no. Bar none. One of the best fights period it's just so good on a technical level the strikes were there it was exciting you could make arguments either way i don't really care i had it scored the way that it ended up being so i'm good on that front uh would i see it again absolutely but i also feel like part of their souls got taken out because that's one of those fights and of course we see it with the memes now with joanna but you know, I didn't really want to meme this one because I had such respect for the athleticism involved. 
but did I want someone to meme Megamind as soon as I saw it? Yes. But I wasn't going to do it to disrespect it. I'm just going to share it because I'm a better person. So that was uh, that was my opinion. And I, I tell you, Kev, when this comes out in a month on ESPN and a, you can just do that fight by itself, please do. Because absolutely, it's just it's a fun fight. Every time you thought one was getting an advantage and that the momentum was shifting their way, it would turn. And this would happen multiple times within the round. It's part of the thing that makes us excited as fight fans. And I think it was while when I was drunk. I tweeted out, oh, my God, could this be any better? And I was not right. And I'm still very sorry about that. It's hung on my conscience this whole time. But, Kev, it's not just that. You talked about Benil Darouche and that knockout. You know, our jiu-jitsu heroes were up against the wall on this event. They popped Hadolfo so hard in the eye. He woke up and said, go, go, gadget jiu-jitsu now. And he made it happen. And I was so proud of him. Used the choke of the podcast. He did. He really did. And and really, we got a note from somebody uh, who was watching, by the way. Uh, Velez hit me up and just goes, choke of the podcast. And I was like, I screamed it in my car. I know. So and he was he set it up beautifully. Jordan, mm-hmm. did you see the Hodolfo finish? Uh, I actually missed that fight. I, I just, well, I'm oh, sorry. Then I I'll describe the it slowly I didn't see the whole fight. while just ever so slightly rubbing the inside of my stomach. Okay. This was stunning. He took a mount. <laughs> he only had one eye and yeah. he was just like, well, they're not going to let me fight around two or three probably. And I would agree with him. I wouldn't let him. It was effing gross. It looked like a bloody softball had replaced where his eye previously <laughs> inhabited. He takes him down, just Hulk style. And at one point, Joe's like, super difficult when someone like that takes your back, especially when someone like that is built like a Greek god. It was like, calm yeah. down, Joe. I yeah. was the only one slightly touching my stomach. Just above the ribs. It was like, hey, Joe. Joe's in on this. So sets up a lovely mount. Because eventually um, Sorapov or Savarov is like, well, fuck this. Like, I'm not going to give him my back. And just gives him the shoulder, taps aggressively to what looked like uh, a good night squeeze on a triangle choke. It was beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, A triangle or was it an arm triangle? I had an arm triangle. triangle. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. We just use the abbreviation sometimes because it's easier. If you yeah. watched it, you know it's triangle. But, yeah. uh, but Benil Darush impressed us in an opposite way, where normally you would fall back on his jujitsu, and he was trying, but then he was getting tested to the point where he, I, he does the thing that fighters do when they say, "All right, I'm going to go out on my shield," and just starts wildly swinging, and some of them are connecting. To the point where he's still standing, he knocks the dude out and then looks surprised. Like, did I just do that? Oh, fuck yeah! <laughs> yeah, it was kind of an awkward onslaught, but it ended well, obviously. That one made it, it's as though ESPN, and I love this about ESPN, I knew it would start to happen. One of their big things is clips, right? They'll show you LeBron yeah. dunking seconds after LeBron's game ends where he dunks. Yes. It's a huge staple of the show, and they've the exact opposite of how the ufc has done everything it's like let's have dominic cruz explain to you slowly what (laughs) didn't happen in this fight for 30 effing minutes afterwards (laughs) but espn immediately is like well we're gonna use that 
so that's coming with us. And it was right on. Scott Van Belt's like, watch this. He's asleep before he hits the ground. And it's really stunning to see it <laughs> captured in slow-mo and thrown back on. I love it. I hope that happens more with ESPN, not less. But, you know, got to keep that money. Professionalism, Raph. Professionalism. Absolutely. At its best. One knows. Um, the other thing to take note of, and this is where I thought you were happy, Jordan. I don't know if you saw this, but your boy Sean O'Malley back, dude. Yeah, man, that was incredible. That was a great comeback performance, man. Um, just to get the knockout like that after two years, you could tell he was kind of emotional in the post fight. Uh, so that was that was pretty cool. He had a very cool moment where he looks at Joe Rogan. He's like, I love you, Joe Rogan. Yeah. <laughs> and Joe's just like, I love you too, buddy. Because he's excited for him, and that's cool. On the yeah, other hopefully side... They'll have, hopefully they'll have him on the podcast again. I would imagine he will. Yeah. You know, Joe. Joe's pretty good to these guys, and, and especially ones that you can tell on air he's got an affinity for, that he he just gets excited a little bit more. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I don't know he's that he's going to be favorites. calling up... Uh, you know, Hadolfo anytime soon, but he's definitely asking him about his workout. Uh, can resume. I, uh, can I interject here real quick? Mm, we must it. have listened to Hodolfo talking Portuguese for seven minutes. Look, <laughs> I, I love it as much as you do, but can we stop with like the multi-tier translation interviews during this? Like, just do They're the painful. epic interview in Portuguese and give us the cliff notes afterwards. Is that fine? Cause it or... sucks. Can I make a suggestion? Don't ask and... super superlative questions <laughs> that are open-ended and don't have any fucking run-ons, so the guy that's doing the interpreting has to interpret for 12 minutes to explain what Joe just said. That? Easy there. I think, and maybe this could cut down on some time, Kev, maybe what you do is you have the respective camps submit before the fight the comments that they will make oh that has nothing God. to do... <laughs> With uh, the actual fight, because they can ask the question of like, how'd you set up that head and arm triangle? And I think they can get through that one pretty easy. But anytime they want to talk about like, I have so much respect for my family, my my people, my gente, my wife, my second wife, <laughs> my secret wife, wink. Like that could all be written out beforehand, and the translator can just cut the middleman and just start saying what they think they're supposed to be saying. Oh, that's a way better idea that's effing like genius this. because then you could also get people like their snap clips of them explaining their loss even if they won <laughs> <laughs> it's just, you know i came out there to give it my all it's sort of the exact weirdness of the nba when they send the didn't win championship t-shirts to some oh, country yeah. overseas it's like we could send all these clips just to obey <laughs> and it'll be perfect it's like donald cerrone well, says the same shit it's like oh well it's a tough one out there you know i'll do better I gotta stop fighting i got a beer in my hand and my child in the other what better life can i live broken skull <laughs> i will tell you this though if we could also, and you're just thinking here in MMA, Kev. No, no, no. I have worldwide plans for this. I say bring it into jiu-jitsu because think about how much time competitors spend writing the didn't get the results I was looking for post. Oh, God. Jordan, do you have feelings on that? Oh, I just hate it every time I see it. It's just like I can't believe it's like word for word every single time. Every single person says it when they lose. Like, I don't know. How can you not have a little bit more originality than that? Well, the dumb part is I feel like they've 
Is that why you grew that aggressive mustache? You were like, fuck loss. I don't deserve to look like a human being that shouldn't be in prison. It's mustache time. Damn right. I love this thing. I mean, Jordan, you, you haven't even seen it for a week. It looks fantastic. I, it, it's robust. Like, I will give you, I, I could grow a beard, but a mustache really makes me look like an unemployed music substitute teacher, like not someone that's the primary. <laughs> Yours is nice that, and that is actually my job title. <laughs> <laughs> now, hold on, Kev. I think you're bringing up a good point here because maybe we should pause this for a second just so we can kind of recalibrate and say a few things, which is, Jordan, you're an active competitor. And, you know, I know we always try to understand and sympathize with the athletes, give them their best times to say, you know, Hey, listen, I get it. You want to win. Everybody wants to win, but you are basically all now just shorthanding much in the same way. Bernardo goes very honored to meet, you know, blah, 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 that sort of a thing. I feel that's what people do when they're like, didn't get the result I was looking for. It's literally become a hashtag into itself. Um, But this week we had an interesting little curveball before the fights happened. And I wanted to get your interpretation of this because we had two things fuck up. One, we have substars reveal that they're not paying their athletes, which, uh oh. And then the next day we discovered that the IBJJF no longer respects the Globetrotters. What happened? Am I not tracking? Hold on. Is Jordan not there? I'm back. Did you catch any of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. So uh, what was the first one? Substars. Yeah. Yes. Uh, So I I don't know the guy personally. And, you know, like everybody's obviously said their their little piece of like he's a scumbag piece of shit and all these things. I don't know him personally. But from what it seems like, I don't think he necessarily did it on purpose. I think he probably got in a little bit over his head. I don't think he's a bad person, but I think he's kind of a dumbass in a sense that he probably could have seen that ticket sales and pay-per-views weren't going to, you know, live up to the the unrealistic expectations that he had and he had a chance to save some face, cancel the event and nobody would have hated him the way that they hate him now. But uh he kind of let his pride and his ego get to him and it fucked him. So, uh, you know, that's unfortunate for him uh he's got to do right by everybody and eventually you know at some point he needs to pay everybody back even though you know it's fucked up that it's going to be a long time but uh he needs to make that right now kev you and i are pr guys we've worked pr we know reconciliation strategies pretty well here's one thing that this guy did that holic didn't okay you ready for this i'm always ready for this okay much like dana oops um, sorry, these guys will be paid. And I got to tell you, Kev, we put out a meme almost immediately after we saw that he wasn't paying the athletes because there was a screenshot and there was rumblings and people were saying they weren't getting paid. Now, we were right to do so because I said, listen, I'll take down this fucking meme the minute they get paid. Maybe not. I mean, I might keep it up there. We'll see. But <laughs> I feel like it's a good thing to say, like, listen, dude. I think this is what you need to kind of reap and sow. Like putting these things together is very difficult, but the guys who actually put it together and pay their athletes are just doing what they're supposed to do. So it's not like they're getting extra credit or we're treating them better. They're literally doing what is designed. 
And when it seemed like he wasn't going to pay for anybody, the next day he put out a video where he said, hey, listen, you know, things went crazy and they're going to get paid. I'm going to figure out a way because I got to do right. And that little change, Kev, made me go, I mean, it's better than Holic already. <laughs> By the way, it looked like he was an Al-Qaeda hostage in that video. Well, yeah, dude. If you had some angry people uh, waiting uh, to get paid, they would be like, blink twice if you're being held against your will right now, dude. I, I don't know, man. It's it's tough. Maybe just hiding out. And I mean, maybe you can speak as to the element of a promoter. How did it feel to look at that video? Pretty painful, man. Just thinking about being in that position, just knowing that that, like, I mean, just the giant promises that he made to so many people and then to not be able to follow up on a single one of them. Like, I just, I can't even imagine like the fucking pain that dude's going through right now. <laughs> yeah. And like, you know, I, I don't, you know, I, I empathize with him, but I don't necessarily sympathize with him because, you know, like I said, he had a chance to make it right and, and just cancel the event and nobody would have hated him the way that they do now. But, you know, I obviously empathize with him because I know what, what could, you know, I, I would never actually do that, but I could understand what it would take to get into that situation and what it like to think about what that would actually feel like. I'm like, fuck, that hurts. Well, Kev, here's the other thing. Goon number one here and goon number two, our good friend Star-Lord, decided to jump in and help. So they put together separate things. You know, uh, Jordan put together a shirt that said pay the athletes. And I have purchased one of them because I'll tell you this much, Jordan. I thought about this and I was like, yeah, I should definitely pick one up because I want to support the cause and the money and the proceeds will go to the athletes and help them out. And we'll get to that in a second. But I realized a shirt that says pay the athletes will never go out of style in jujitsu. Exactly. That's kind of the thing that I was thinking about is like, this is something that can apply to many, many situations. It doesn't have to just be, you know, specific to this one Substars event. Uh, it's something that can play out, you know, in the long run as well. And I feel like one of the the jokes that I've said, you know, when I put up the meme about Substars last week not paying their athletes, you know, people were saying like, dude, you killed it. That's a great joke. And I was like, honestly, man, that joke has come from our good friend Paul Moran because it's the same joke we were saying about goddamn Metamorphosis. And it sucks that Paul didn't quite ever get to live to see Metamorphosis athletes get paid back. But it's a very similar problem that we've had, and it's been about five or six years that we've been doing that. And I was like, yeah, that T-shirt's probably going to come in handy because I don't see this changing. There's always going to be an event like this. But I guess the question is, why did you feel compelled to step in when it wasn't your business? Or as some Instagram and social media users said, why the fuck are you coming in to help these jokers? Um, I it's not necessarily to help the joker. It's to help the people. Uh, there's a lot of people involved in those, in that event that are people that I personally like, uh, and people that I've personally had in my events and people that I've met, um, you know, through training and traveling and everything like that. And, uh, if, even if I can just do like, I know granted, I'm probably not going to have that big of an impact. It's going to be pretty minimal compared to what was, you know, promised, uh, in the end, but if I can just do something to help out a little bit and I have a small platform, you know, whatever size platform you want to describe it as uh, to do that, I'm going to go ahead and try to do it to the best of my ability. Kudos to you, sir. I thought that was pretty dope of you and uh, and Josh to come up because you guys, you're other promoters for other things. And I know Josh was involved to like try and help make the best of it. 
Um, but it's one of those things where you saw that, that some of the money was supposed to be donated to charity and you start to feel all of the feels that you might feel when, uh, you know, people get jerked around like that. So I thought it was entirely adult like for you guys who are generally goofballs, but reputable uh, <laughs> to come in and help. And so uh, uh, we will make sure to put that out and uh, we will uh, can can we put a link in here somewhere? And we'll say where to get it. We'll definitely tweet it out and stuff like that. But we'll make sure that people know where they can buy these things that go toward helping out the athletes. Okay, sweet. But Kev, I guess my question to you is, did you at all see what was going on with BJJ Globetrotters? Not at all. I actually got confused at first when you said Globetrotters. Because it was like, yes. just, how can you be mad at them? they're the professional jobbers of the basketball world how could you at all get mad at the teams that go up against them that's what Uh, i thought jordan could you potentially fill us in while i go tell my dog to shut the fuck up right now one second yeah absolutely so it appears that this week ibjjf is no longer recognizing anybody that registers under the affiliation of bjj globetrotters ouch Um, how do you even do that though do they just um they they won't let you register for an ibjjf event essentially yeah not under bjj globetrotters you now have to register under another ibjjf you know registered black belt and uh yeah, they, they sent it out via email to the guy, uh, Christian, I think his name is, the guy who runs uh, BJJ Globetrotters. And at the end, it was just uh, signed Timmy. Nothing else but Timmy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was kind of funny. Like, not even, like, you know, a full name with, like, the title of who, you know, what he is to IBJJF. Just simply Timmy. Kev, as someone who you know, has had thoughts about the IBJJF, thoughts about competition. What's your first reaction to hearing this? I don't ever understand because jujitsu is so small already mm-hmm. that if we feast on each other, it just never goes well. Has kind of been the, the one reiterating factor. So every time IBJJF tries to do this, it kind of just feels like desperation. So that's mostly how I feel and angry because, once again, we're not that big. It's not like they're paying athletes um, that type of FU money. If you've seen The Gambler, you know what I'm talking about. FU yes. money being, you know, can I ride off into the sunset with just what you're giving me? Nope, probably not. <laughs> I think that Kev basically became <laughs> Urban Dictionary for 2.5 seconds. I just uh, want to explain my jokes just, while we're doing it. It's fine. I got to tell you, man. It's so troubling to sit here and understand uh, these changing ideas. Because for us, we'd love to see people who want to keep up the prestige of the IBJJF. It's, you know, it's tradition. I get it. People want to follow in the footsteps of people who have been champions beforehand. But this is a pretty dick move if I've seen one. And I get it. It's so impossible to keep up with everybody needing to be verified. And sometimes the argument here is they don't see everybody on a day-to-day basis. And I've got some news for you. It doesn't happen all of the time with the people who they haven't sent emails to. There's a lot of people who just get signed off on because they want to give somebody the opportunity to Go fucking compete at these things. So it's annoying. I had one person who said, at this point, the IBJJF should just make it a qualify at large sort of a thing. 
And honestly, I think I might feel a little bit better even with that because at that point you eliminate people uh, rushing around trying to get someone to sign off on them. I've seen people who didn't even get to compete because they were too busy trying to find somebody to sign off on their paperwork when in actuality it's like, do you roll like a purple belt? Well, cool. I mean, qualify as a purple belt and, you know, win and then who cares? I don't share um, the winning passion, but I definitely get mostly what you're explaining. Yeah, I mean, I'm just I want to put it to you and I, honestly, and I, I think it's important that we have a, a competitor slash promoter on the line because Kevin and I, I guess at the end of the day, can really give a fuck because it doesn't change our day to day too much. I mean, I'm cool with it. Yeah, you know, I, I can just tell people at BJJ Globe Charters that anybody can register for my tournament. Not, they don't have to go through a bunch of bullshit paperwork. We allow leg locks. Like, uh, you know, there's a lot. We pay our competitors, I mean, decent amounts of money to, to compete for us. So, um, you know, those are a lot of good marketing points that I can put against the IBJJF. When they I make like that Jordan's the guy outside really like running a pyramid scheme and being like, hey, bud, what are your thoughts on grappling? <laughs> But without having to pay a membership fee, come with me. You got two friends. I've been impressed by you got a, a kids of, team. I've been impressed by his ability to get in on this. I'm, yeah. uh, I'm digging it. And I also, I sadly kind of, I wish I had been paying attention because I love it when we get in little jujitsu tiffs. It just feels good. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad you missed it, if only for the sense that it was a week full of some bullshit nonsense that I just go. Is this what we're doing? And it was back to back. One organization saying we're not paying our athletes, oopy doopy. And then the morning reading up and going, oh, these poor people can't compete at IBJJF. Sucks for them. Yikes. Coffee sounds good. All right. I'm just going to drink this. It was a weird couple days for jiu-jitsu indeed. And there was some great fights. And before we finish, I want to make sure that we go ahead and give uh, some uh, props over to uh, Gerard Mearshart because he oh, also yeah. was fucking good in his fucking fight. He was really good, and that fight was bloody. That one, um, Mearshart, when was doing this just sort of crazy tucking Taz punch? That's mm-hmm. the scientific term. Mearshart lit him up and then choked him out because it was easier than uh, trying to keep punching him, which I agree <laughs> with. So... I think we have the results, but I went to combat jiu-jitsu, and I want to talk about that first. So, oh, and Jordan, you've done combat jiu-jitsu, right? Uh, yes, I've done a single combat jiu-jitsu match. Getting smacked looks painful, but respect. All right. It's not that bad, actually. Mm, okay. I mean, we'll take your word for it, but I still saw some people yesterday. Like, for example, Elvira, did you see her match? I, I did see some highlights from that match, and those okay. were some big strikes. So I want to first and foremost shout out Brooke uh, for coming in. And Brooke is from, I think she's a Nick Diaz yes, she is. Uh, uh, Academy member. And, you know, I recognize that Stockton slap anywhere because she came in and above everybody that night actually was using – slaps in a way that for a split second Elvira had this terrified look of what did I sign up for <laughs> and Elvira beast too so it's not like she's not good she ended up winning but you could see for a split second she's like and she I think I heard her say it backstage she's like 
she looked like she was hitting harder than any of the dudes out there. And everybody agreed unanimously. Like, yeah. But Avira came away, I believe, with a heel hook. And it was great. So I want to first give props to both of those ladies uh, for a very fun match for two different reasons. But yesterday was a lot of fun. And I want to start with this, Kev. How much do you love Eminari? Um, more than most people could possibly realize, both out of jealousy mm-hmm. and sheer <laughs> just watching him do stuff is pretty effing awesome. Okay. Now, Jordan, please describe from the clip, and I'm sure you saw this. How did Eminari get out of the choke of the podcast, a.k.a. head and arm triangle, and what happened as a result of it? Um, I've only seen it once, so I can't give like a very, very good technical breakdown. But the, I mean, just the amazing, like constant movement, like jerking, like he was like a, a dead, or not a dead fish, sorry, a fish out of water. And just mm-hmm. until he was able to get that inside elbow to the mat and clear his arm. Uh, and then did he, did he backwards roll out of it? Or is that, or am I thinking of a different clip? Mm-hmm. No, you're, you're right on. But okay. what was the finish once he got out of it and somehow magically escaped it? Uh, and then just like straight into a heel hook, wasn't it? Kev, he escaped the choke of the podcast and countered with a heel hook. Jesus. It was something to behold. Uh, I could not stop. Like I was watching it and I was photographing it and I put my camera down because I said, yeah, of course it looks like he's going to get submitted. Of course, Andre Galvo is coaching his student to try and murder uh, <laughs> Eminari here. And of course, if Eminari gets out, it's going to end in a vicious heel hook. <laughs> and all of this. I wouldn't have. How do you do that with a heel hook? What did he I guess, did he roll? What did he Here's do? what I'm going to do. While we talk a little bit more about some other matches, I'm going to send you the video so that you can catch up with it, Kev. Because right. again, it was like, it's one of the best all time EBI combat jiu-jitsu moments I think I've ever seen. Uh, tell me a little bit about what you know about the eventual winner, one, uh, Tommy Halpin, uh, Jordan. Honestly, I don't know much of anything about him other than he's from Europe, correct? Yeah, uh, Ireland, yes. Ireland, okay, yeah. I just know that he's from across the pond. Uh, I've seen his name pop up a little bit here and there in social media, but I've never actually like followed him or, or seen him compete or anything like that. So super impressive to see him go in there. And I think he submitted almost everybody. I believe he had everybody in regulation, yes. But okay. here's the, the super impressive thing. He did it without the use of any slaps. Holy shit. Oh, he rolled out of it and then attacked the heel hook. Eminari, you, what a skilled, ancient man. He's old, <laughs> but he's still doing it. I have to ask, Kevin, where does your jealousy for Eminari come from? Uh, the ability, well, his ability to move and my inability to really do that roll without popping vertebrae out of my back. Pretty much Can I... each time I do it. Can I give my answer for jealousy? My answer for jealousy is Eminari is, you know, up there in terms of age. And our excuse is usually saying things like, I'm old, I can't do that. And then this motherfucker comes out and makes a highlight. <laughs> our guy is just rolling his ass through his ankles, pulls his head around, dislocates a hip, and is able to just escape. <laughs> like someone tells you, hey, Raph, uh, get a heel hook when you escape out of this head and arm triangle. And I'm like, yeah. Sure, because somebody can do that. Well, he did, so fuck him. 
Yeah, the only thing that I can, at least in my personal game, that I can think of that's similar is like out of an arm bar you escape and you can go under the leg. But off of a head and arm, I've never really seen that before. Well, at least your arm kind of still sees a leg in the yeah. arm bar attack. So, exactly. yeah, you, you can kind of see that one happening a little bit more. This is, yeah, this yeah. should be lights out, and yet it wasn't. Yeah. So, anyway, here's what I can tell you about Tom. Uh, did it with all uh, just his jujitsu, wanted to make a point of it. Um, great, great attitude, dude. I think he's going to be somebody to watch. I mean, obviously, if you saw him last night, you got to see he was something special. He beat Imanari, uh, I think, in the semifinals. Uh, he had good matches all the way throughout, and he ended up beating uh, Kevin Burbick in the finals. Yeah, I was really impressed with Kevin Burbick to uh, get through to the finals, beating Jordan Holly in the semis. Jordan's really tough, so. Dude. Be a, yeah. For real. And Jordan, he's he's not only a tough human being, I, I have the honor of rolling with him once. It's it's hectic, dude, but he gets really focused in a way that when you see him at these tournaments, you start to think like, man, he could be unbeatable. Like he really like I think he was a favorite for that tournament. And when Red went out, I said, OK, Jordan, that's his time to step up. But I think the secret of one Kevin Burbick is he is somebody who goes up against monsters big and small. And by the way, 145, my hat is off to that man. He is so lanky. I can't figure out how he makes the 145, but he did. And he's just somebody who I thought match one, he looked exhausted. Part of it could have been weight cut. Part of it could have been a tough match. But he came out and had three more matches that were all like, Tough fucking matches. They're grinds. So I have a lot of respect for Kevin. Um, so props to him as well. But Jordan had a couple highlight moments himself. So I, I think he his stock is going to continue to rise. And I look forward to seeing him compete even more. I just know that he going to be more focused after yesterday. Absolutely. Yeah, he's he's, he's going to go back into attack training a lot harder. Like That guy works hard. So, Yep, Absolutely. Um, did you have any other notes from combat jujitsu? I'm just trying to think off the top of my head if I saw anything else dope, but, uh, as a whole, you know, it went pretty fast and I was happy about that. But Jordan, I'm not sure if you saw something that I'm forgetting here. Uh, not necessarily anything I saw, but something I would like to see is Imanari versus Jordan Holy. Yeah. Where did that come from? Was that, uh, Josh pushing that one or, uh, was that Holy putting that one out? Uh, I mean, that's something I, I just thought of after like seeing the results of the the event last night and just thinking like those are two obviously. Oh, really so that, was that you behind that? Uh, no, no, it wasn't. They, I, I actually saw that after the fact and I'm like, I'm glad somebody else is like thinking this and like pushing for this because I hadn't said anything about it yet. Well, I'll tell you, dude, I thought there were a number of matches that I could have seen with Holly yesterday. I thought MNR, I would be like, dude, that's a great one because yeah. I thought Tom winning that sweepstakes was like, now he's got to win over a legend and you know, uh, talk about having a great night. He just kept telling me, he's like, dude, it's a dream. I feel like I'm in a dream. Everything went as great as I would have wanted it to. And I looked at him and I go, I, I get it, dude. You're you're having a phenomenal night. But yeah, Jordan versus Eminari would be dope. Um, all right. Well, cool. Kev, are you at the point where you're ready to reveal how it went? I beat your ass like a trimmer. Eight oh, to no. six. Now, I, I will oh. say two things. One... <laughs> Um, of the six fights you got correct, I, I got about five of those as well because we both were on the Madsen. We were on the Magni, O'Malley, Derry. Well, no, you got Dariush. Um, you missed on Kennedy. 
We both hit Vieira, but where I made my money was with God Zangit and Israel Adesanya. Both decisions that people fervently disagreed with. It's probably <laughs> worth noting. So you could have just easily won eight to six, but I did. So that means the 484 milligrams I'm staring at on my counter shall remain intact and safe for general debaucherous use. Great. Yes, it's my turn then. Would you Can like I... to explain what happened? Do you oh, think no. I just outmaneuvered you? Did I get in your head about the white tux and the prom? I don't know. I'm not sure what it was. I uh, like I had had a few drinks, but when we were on that podcast, and I I went back and listened after the fact, and I was really surprised that I picked uh, Joanna. And did did I pick a Yoel? Yes, you did. Oh wow, yeah. I I'm really surprised that I picked those two fights. So uh, I mean, those are two that you got me on. So. That's what I, I chalked it up to a few drinks last Sunday night. Yeah, we could go ahead and record Peitzman's post speech before. No need for him to arrive on day of if that's the type of stuff we're going to get. I guess the question is here, have you had any jiu-jitsu losses that are worse than losing to somebody at this? Have I had any jujitsu losses? Like, there was okay. Because so jujitsu losses, God, I wish I grabbed hold on. I wish I knew mm. what I know now. I would have made him write one of those. Didn't get the results I was looking for. Oh, posts. Shit. <laughs> 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 uh, made no, him take so, it seriously, even though obviously. <laughs> what's that? I just should have made you take this seriously. Now, a huge uh, missed opportunity. Next time. <laughs> Uh, there, there's one loss that sucks a little bit more than this. Uh, was it, so, you know, you guys saw the video where I let the guy take my back and then I get the Kimura and I get an arm bar, right? Mm-hmm. Well, same thing happened. I let a guy take my back and he jumped on my back and arm barred me. And I, I'd driven all the way to Oklahoma and I was like really confident that I was going to win this match. And then I just kind of made myself look like a jackass. Nothing is worse than the drive home. That's... Yeah, that, that was like 10 solid hours with my annoying younger brother. So, oh. <laughs> well, Was he bringing it up or was he good about it? Uh, my brother? Yes. Um, he didn't bring it up. He, he was being pretty cool about it. That's very nice of him. Yeah. Uh, I would say this, though, Jordan. Um, when I had people who don't listen to the podcast who I was talking to, and I said, yeah, my friends kind of made this bet. And it's like, you know, and I don't I don't smoke. I don't do any of these edibles that you heathens do. And I told them, I was like, yeah, you know, there's just about like 500 milligrams. So they're like, I'm sorry, what? And I was like, yeah, I can't really stop it when the guest suggests it and walk <laughs> straight into a Kevin Phillips trap because they may not know you, but they definitely know Kevin. They're like. Kevin will be fine, but it'll be weird. I was like, eh, you know. Yeah, I was like getting a bet that both of them said, yeah, I don't mind losing that one. That's okay. I'm ready. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Jordan, uh, you know, you it in did the time feel that we... good to be win win, by the way. Sorry to interrupt. It's like, I'm, if, just to light this motherfucker on fire, or I get to get lit on either way, it did feel mutually beneficial. Unlike Shock Knife, Eli. <laughs> yes, I still don't understand. I mean, you, he's such a fucking defense jujitsu guy that he's the only person in history that would have ever mentioned Shock Knife. So what happened? Kev. Yeah, 
he thought this would be a fun game of, well, we'll challenge each other to something functional jujitsu wise. And it's like, I don't know. That doesn't quite sound that fun. And he was like, I've got the perfect thing. It's called shock knife which is exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> it is a taser knife situation, and it is not to be messed with. So we also think he's missed out. We should really make that like a relationship advice show. Yes. It's like, handle business with your significant other. This week on Shock Knife, Tammy's pissed at Darren. It's like, so- is your aunt acting up again? Is she hoarding things? <laughs> It's time to challenge her to shark dive. So, Jordan, here's the way it pitches. You know how, like, when we went to you and, you know, Kevin and I don't really have an influence. We like to defer to the guests because we like to hear their creativity. And sometimes we get painted into a corner of, uh-oh. So with Eli, Eli Knight, we suggested, hey, do you have something in mind? And he goes, um, you know what? Whoever loses should have to roll with somebody who has a shock knife on them. And both of us go hard pass. (laughs) And we then somehow got around to pitching how shock knife sounds like a really bad action TV series. And that someone should have to pitch a show called shock knife with shock knife or shock knife with shock knife. And it was so stupid that I couldn't stop laughing. Uh, and we've gotten notes from people who listen to the show. I got numerous notes on my DMs that were like, I want to watch that show. And it's become more viable by the second. So as somebody who works uh, in the TV industry, don't be surprised at some point if I take that idea and go, Shock Knife with Shock Knife. Hosted by Nick Cage. You're in <laughs> the Shock Knife zone. <laughs> So that ended up being the bet then was the TV show pitch. Yes. Yep. So somebody okay. has to, you well, in this case, Kevin, well, Ke- no rolling. Cause that's <laughs> Shut nope. up, Jordan. Did you, have, <laughs> this is, that feels Come like on. taking combat jujitsu a step too far. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that, might, that may be another step further. What it is, is Kevin has to then pitch it in a short video form on his Instagram or, well, I guess our Instagram, uh, but some kind of sh- short social media post about it. So, yes, we'll we'll get to that at some point. But you having to eat uh, uh, 500 milligram uh, edible and then wait 45 minutes and then talk <laughs> about us, I think will be interesting. So I look forward to that clip. Kev, do you have any departing remarks for one uh, Jordan Peitzman? Stay hydrated, sweet pea, and let me know if you need some mustache oil. Some mustache oil? Do you actually have some? I have beard oil that I believe could be used for for just a mustache. What's in that? Sweet nectar. I don't know. (laughs) What are you talking about? They sold it to me at Bishop's. I bought it. This is not an ad for Bishop's. (laughs) Uh, Jordan, so when we left you last, you had an event that we were saying was on the 23rd the next sub spectrum. And then maybe three days later, amidst all of the jujitsu craziness, you said the date changed. So what the fuck happened? You called us liars two days later and told us that that's not the right date because you changed it. So (laughs) what's the deal on that, sir? Uh, We just had a mix up with the venue. There is a guy named Jeff who puts on Taekwondo showcases and they got us mixed up. Jordan, the guy that puts on the jujitsu tournaments mixed up with that guy. So, uh, 
I had to move to the following weekend because Mr. Jeff that does the Taekwondo shows has already paid for the venue, so I couldn't uh, outdo him. Oh. <laughs> Wait. But, try hold on. Try you, not you to could... judge anyone named Mr. Jeff, but I'll do it yeah. over here. <laughs> Wait, you couldn't outdo him? I'm pretty sure since we're talking about all these crossover sports, I'd like to see you versus him for the date. Okay, in a respectful manner, I couldn't do that, you know. Oh, uh, fine. Sorry, sorry. But uh, I think it actually will work out a lot better because uh, there were some people that weren't going to be able to make it to our event because of the Memorial Day weekend. So, And they're kind of like some people that I want to be a part of the event. So I'm excited that they're going to be able to be now. All right. Well, tell us again, remind us about the event. What can we look forward to seeing at that? Is there anything you can tell us about it? Um, so it's... It's going to be on May 30th. There's going to be a lot of events going on. We do them all on the same day, so it can get kind of confusing. But we start things off in the morning. We do a kids, teens, adults tournament, gi and no gi, round robin. Um, so anybody can enter that. And uh, then in th- at night, we do a pro show. So we're going to have our first ever Iowa Jiu-Jitsu dual team championships. It'll be a 5v5, kind of that quintet rule set uh, with some kind of uh, like some spins on the rule set to, to make it a little bit more exciting and kind of gear it towards the eyes of some of the viewers here in Iowa that we're trying to attract. And then uh, we'll also have our women's 145 championship. And then we'll have local feature matches between some of the best grapplers here in the Midwest. Um, and that, that'll all be on May 30th at uh, Franklin Junior High. It's not actually a school anymore, but uh, that's the name of the venue. Very nice. Well, Jordan, we couldn't be happier that you made time uh, to appear on the show. It was a very, very fun time for us. Uh, We look forward to seeing more episodes of your show, which is called? The Cauliflower. Thank you. (laughs) Yes. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's it's always good to have... uh, uh, people who are trying to do good things on the, for the sport on the show because, like I said, man, you're doing it on the media side. You're doing it uh, on the, the competitor and the, the promoter side. And I really do have an appreciation for you trying to help out these guys at Substars. Uh, it has nothing to do with you. But I think that's all the more impressive why I was like, yeah, that's really cool that you're, you're trying to do something. Um, I see a lot of positive things that you are you are trying to spearhead and it does not go unnoticed sir thank you raf i really appreciate that including that project of losing to me which you crushed no. oh what? just thought i'd ask to happen the way out oh, so you, you, you still had cornrows that look shittier than an iowa cornfield <laughs> <laughs> you, this man did not talk shit to you all last week couldn't get him to do it and he had one joke in the bank <laughs> for the last minute he's on our show to do it well great job now jordan i hope your event is sparsely attended no i'm just kidding i hope it's well attended i can't say that uh so ladies and gentlemen jordan peitzman thank you guys Please note, the new number is...